Luca and Luca show starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Luca and Luca show NFL draft special. I'm your host, Lucas Gertelli, and as always, I'm here with Luca Moya. How are you doing today, sir? Are you ready to pick your picks? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, you know, I, I kind of reached for a couple, use a little bias for another one, but, uh, you know, hopefully my picks are going to go well with the people who are sitting here. But this is kind of like what I would do and kind of what I think the other teams are going to do. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Two days away, baby. So let's go. So, Luca, with that being said, let's kick off the Luca and Luca Show 2020 NFL Mock Draft. let's start it off of course we're gonna get with pick number one the Cincinnati Bengals Luca who do you have I, I think it's pretty obvious uh yeah it's been pretty known now for you know a couple months uh it's gonna be Joe Burrow out of LSU a lot of talk about him going there and kind of not going to Cincinnati I don't see any way why he would do that um, you know, they got a lot of weapons on that team. They still got A.J. Green. They got Tyler Boyd, John Ross, a speedster that could take guys over the top, and Joe Mixon in the backfield. For me, this is a no-brainer. If you're Cincinnati, you're hoping this guy could be there for the next 10 to 15 years at least. So next, number two. Again, a pick that everybody knows is going to happen. Who do you have at number two? Yeah, I mean, earlier, I mean, a couple months ago, people were talking about they might take Tua. I mean, there's no chance that the Redskins are going to take Tua on this pick. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen um, because then, you know, then I'm going to look like a dummy here. But, I mean, I think it's got to be Chase Young, right, from Ohio State. He's the guy who's going to come off the edge and wreak havoc. And you're going to notice a lot of my picks that I made in my mock draft are based off of what they need to do to win their division. And you got to get after Dak Prescott. You got to get after Carson Wentz and the new kid, Daniel Jones. Um, you start there by drafting Chase Young. I think it's a no-brainer. He's one of the best prospects in this draft, if not the best. Exactly. I just really hope the Redskins don't pick a QB. Another, They picked a QB in last draft. They, think, yeah. they have problems up and down the roster, but Chase Young, I think, would bolster that defense. 46 tackles, 16 and a half sacks last season for Ohio State. He's got to be the, the number two pick for sure. Mm -hmm. So number We're here for number three here. Number Detroit. three. Now it's going to start getting interesting. Number, number three, we have the Detroit Lions. Do you think they'll trade their pick or do you think they'll, still, they'll stay at number three? Well, there's a lot of talk, right, that Detroit's looking to trade their pick. Um, if they do trade their pick, I would assume it's a team maybe like the Chargers um, trying to get ahead of Miami. Uh, to take their guy. But you're going to see when we get to those positions, I don't think they're going to need to. And I think Detroit's going to stay put, take the best player available, and that's Jeff Okuda. They lost Slate in the offseason. They need another corner. They added Trufant and Matt Patricia. He came over from New England. New England likes to run a lot of man-to-man -man and blitz a lot of their linebackers. So if they can have guys hold up on the back end, I think Okuda and Trufant will be a good one-two in the secondary for Detroit. I think it makes sense to go with Okuda here. So quickly here, let's talk if there is a possible trade. Who do you think it will be, Miami to trade up for Tua or the Chargers to trade up for Tua? I don't think uh, Miami needs to trade up. I think where they are at number five, they're good enough to get Tua. But you're going to see now because you're going to see who I have Miami taking. But the Chargers, if they really want Tua and if that's their guy for the future, 
they would be the most realistic team to trade up. Or, you know, you never know. You can have a, a team that comes out of nowhere like Indianapolis. They don't have a first-round pick anymore. Maybe they, you know, sacrifice a first-round pick in next year's draft and a couple in this year to move up. Um, but you never know. That's the great thing about the draft. It's supposed to be more interesting than ever, so we'll see what happens. So number four now we have the New York Giants, and their really primary needs are on the offensive side to protect Daniel Jones, their new quarterback. Yeah, and I think it's, again, I think this one is a no-brainer too. Obviously, Isaiah Simmons is an interesting player. He's exciting. He's still on the board here. But you have to protect your quarterback of the future, and you're going to take Tristan Wirfs here. He's the guy um, that they need to take if you're the Giants. I mean, you got to protect your young quarterback. If you, you know, you took him six overall last season or last year in the draft. So you expect this guy to do big things. He came in in his rookie year, and he actually turned a lot of heads of many people you need to protect him, and Tristan Wirfs, the left tackle, is the guy to go here. So now it's going to get even more interesting. At number five, the Miami Dolphins. And I have Tua going five, but who do you have going in the fifth spot? I actually, yeah, I actually have Justin Herbert going here. And the reason why I have Herbert, I do think Tua is the better quarterback. Um, you know, I, I think Herbert's a, great, a good quarterback, a good, exciting prospect, but I would – 100% go to, and I would not look back. The only reason why I picked Herbert here is the injury concerns. I know it's only a hip injury, but for some reason, when a player gets hurt, teams are like, oh my goodness, man, like I don't know if we could take him up, but it's just one injury. But I think for Miami, they need to nail this draft. They had a good free agency. Brian Flores is going to come in. It's got to be Justin Herbert. You don't want any um, you know, reason to believe that two is not your guy because of the injury. Herbert hasn't had any injury. He has a lot of arm talent. Him and Devontae Parker will work up nice there in Miami. I think they're just going to take the safe approach and go for Herbert. Well, the Dolphins do have three picks in the first round, so they'll be working very much at the start of the NFL draft. So now we go on to number six, and of course, Tua is going number six. Yeah, Tua is going six to the Chargers. I think for the Chargers now, it's they have a lot of free agency, uh, free agents, big time free agents coming up in next year. I mean, Keenan Allen's in a contract year. Joey Bosa is in a contract year. So you need guys, um, sorry, you need to, you're kind of in a win now mode. And I thought if they were to take, if they were to sign Cam Newton, I think Isaiah Simmons would have been the pick here. But since we don't know what's going to happen there, Tua is on the board. If you lose those free agent guys in free agency next year, at least you have a quarterback for the future. Um, But it's win now. So that's why I'm saying high risk, high reward for the Chargers because they're in more of a win now mode than Miami. So number seven now is the Carolina Panthers, and they took a major hit in the offseason, losing pl- plenty of their defensive yep. guys, and they didn't really have a great defense in the 2019 season. So they for sure need to get a defensive, a, a defensive uh, guy going into, uh, into the draft. Yeah, and I think Derek Brown out of Auburn is the perfect pick for Carolina. A lot of talk about Isaiah Simmons once again, but no, it's got to be Derek Brown. Again, you got to look at your division and you have loaded running backs in that division. Obviously you have Alvin Kamara. Now you have Todd Gurley coming into that division. I mean, and now you also have Tom Brady. I know he's not a runner, but if you can clog the middle on Tom and, you know, limit him to escape the pocket and stuff like that. But I took this specifically more for the running backs that they have in this division. They were not very good against the run last year, so they need a guy in the middle. They lost McCoy to Dallas, so he's going to fit right in. He's a nice prospect. Carolina goes with Brown. 
So Arizona has the number eight pick. They're pretty much on the come up right now. And they need something to bolster that offensive line. They signed DJ Humphreys to a three-year extension. And they have the new quarterback, second-year quarterback in Kyler Murray. And they just picked up DeAndre Hopkins. Who do you think Arizona is going to pick up? They're going to go with Jedrick Wills here, Lucas. And I think he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. I know he plays on the right side, but he only allowed like one sack and a ridiculous amount of snaps. And he played for Alabama. And we know how sound the Alabama prospects are coming out, coached by Nick Saban. They have made a lot of moves in the offseason, right? They franchise take Kenyon Drake, like you just said, TJ Humphreys, and the big trade, right? Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins coming there. So now you're going to protect Kyler Murray. He was the offensive rookie of the year this season. You give him more protection with a weapon on the outside like DeAndre Hopkins. Arizona's going to be an exciting team to watch. Number nine, Jacksonville. Who do you got? Well, this one for Jacksonville, for me, I was going kind of back and forth with this one. Um, but I do have Kinlaw out of South Carolina going to the Jags. And my reason for this, again, they get absolutely destroyed every time they go up against Derrick Henry. And you need a guy in the middle to at least try to limit that. And he's the guy in the middle. He's an absolute beast in the inside, something that Jacksonville needs. They lost Calais Campbell. I know he's on the edge, but they still lost a defensive lineman. Um, and they're still trying to trade um, there are other defensive linemen. Sorry, I can't think of their name right now. But that is the pick. Kinlaw to Jacksonville makes a lot of sense. So Cleveland at number 10, a lot of hype coming into last season that they they were a change team. New head coach, Baker Mayfield at center. They had Odell Beckham Jr. as as their new wide receiver, but it really didn't pan out. And this is where you surprised me here with your pick. I thought they would go more on the offensive side, maybe more protection for Baker Mayfield, but you have them drafting a linebacker. Yeah, I have Isaiah Simmons. At this point, he's dropped to number 10. And this guy, he's a top five talent, right? We saw how explosive he was at the combine. And me, I don't really like to go based off of the combine stats. I look at production. In college, he led the Clemson Tigers defense, and he's, and he's a winner, obviously. Uh, he knows what it takes to get it done. And I think Cleveland, they just, they're in love that Simmons just falls to them. They lost some linebackers in the offseason. Kirksky left, uh, Joe Shorbert left. This is the perfect guy in the middle of the defense for Cleveland to be there for the next 10 years. I know Baker Mayfield needs some protection, but they got Jack Conklin. They stored up the right side. They just need that left tackle. And I know it's easier said than done, but Isaiah Simmons, it's just too perfect to pass up if you're Cleveland. And plus, He's a very fast linebacker. You're going up against Lamar Jackson twice a year. Maybe you put a QB spot on him to limit the amount of success he has running the ball. So, Another struggling team in the New York Jets, they are picking at 11. And for me, I thought they were going to go with more of a protection for Sam, for Sam Donald, but you, for Sam Darnold, pardon me, but you have them picking a wide receiver. Yeah, C.D. Lamb, the best wide receiver in college football, in my opinion. He's going to go to the New York Jets. They lost Robbie Anderson. They need to give Darnold some help on the outside. He was great at Oklahoma, fantastic after the catch, 6'2", great, great broady presence, can track the ball in the air. It's going to be a good pickup for the Jets, and I know they got to protect Darnold, but if they can get it out to see Lamb quick and early, it might help uh, the success for Sam Darnold in New York. Now uh, at number 12, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of questions surrounding them. Their big move to Las Vegas right now. And they really need some wide receiver depth. They have Darren Waller. They have Hunter Renfro. But who do you think is that third wide receiver to really get them over the hump? I think it's 
I mean, again, back-to-back receiver is going to go here. This is a loaded receiver class, and the second one's going to come off the board right now for me, and that, sorry, it's going to be Jerry Judy from Alabama. Great, great route runner, something that John Gruden is going to love in this offense. You have Williams, Renfro, like you said, with Waller. Pairing them up with Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs in the backfield, who actually is an Alabama product. So those two guys are going to be reunited. Makes a lot of sense. Jerry, Judy to Vegas. The Super Bowl runner-ups, the San Francisco 49ers, are picking at number 13. They acquired a first-round pick from the Indianapolis Colts. Luca, who are they taking? Well, this one was, for me, my hardest selection because I had no idea where the 49ers would go with this. I was looking at Henry Ruggs, but then again, I thought Kyle Shanahan, I don't think he's going to want a receiver to take it over the top. He kind of likes more complete receivers, more route runners. And since Judy is gone now, I got him taken chase on the edge rusher from LSU. I mean, you just, you just got to put this guy on the edge and let him run. He is explosive. He can get around the edge. And plus you lose a defensive um, and to the Colts for this number 13 pick. Why not get a younger one, a cheaper one on a rookie deal contract? Just to basically, you didn't lose anything. You just saved money here. Chase on, he's going to be a very good player for the San Francisco 49ers. Now at number 14, Tom Brady's new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do they got, Luca? It's Mackay Beacon Lucas. This guy is an absolute animal. Out of Louisville, I was actually very, very torn. I thought Andrew Thomas might be the pick here. I kind of like Andrew Thomas a little bit more as a prospect. I think he's a little bit more polished. Um, I think people can kind of get blinded by the size of Beacon, but nonetheless, he's going to be a really good left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to go offensive line here. They got to protect Tom Brady on the left side for his blind spot. If it's not Beacon, it's going to be Thomas, but Beacon is the pick here, and I think Tampa's going to be just fine with that, landing him at 14. So 15, we have the Denver Broncos, and they have a lot of offensive threats. Why not add one more? You have them picking a wide receiver. Yep, and here is Henry Ruggs. He is going to go. I think for Denver, their number one priority right now is to land one of the top receivers in this draft. You have a young quarterback with Drew Locke. Now, you signed Melvin Gordon, him and Philip Lindsay. It's going to be interesting to see how that backfield shapes up. It was kind of a head-scratcher to me. I thought Lindsay was the clear back in Denver, but, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have two great running backs, right? So, Henry Ruggs, he's going to come in. Cortland Sonnen's going to be the number one guy there. This is a guy who could take it off the top. He's going to be absolutely sensational, I think, for Denver. If they use him correctly, John Elway, uh, I think he's going to go with Ruggs here, and I think it's a no-brainer. At 16, we have the Atlanta Falcons, and this is another one that surprised me with one-year picks, and having C.J. Henderson fall all the way out of the top 10. I had him in the top 10. Why is C.J. Henderson going at 16 to Atlanta? Well, I think for C.J. Anderson, I think it's not a knock on his talent per se. It's just kind of what the other teams need, right? And you're not going to take, for example, right, like you're not going to take the best guy available if you don't need him, right? You're going to always address your needs. That's At least that's what I would do when attempting to draft. Obviously, I'm not a GM, but C.J. Henderson, very, very talented cornerback. Um, If it weren't for Jeffrey Okuda being one of the best prospects at corner we've seen probably since Marshawn Lattimore, he'd probably be the top corner. He actually would be the top corner in this draft. So Henderson goes to Atlanta. Their secondary is awful, and they need help there. You have Bridgewater coming. 
Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they are going to light up your secondary if you don't do something about it. So you have to pick Henderson here. At 17, we have the Dallas Cowboys, and they need a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of uh, help on the wide receiver front, but you have them picking a wide receiver. Why? I do. I have them picking uh, Justin Jefferson from LSU. I think um, just to give Dak another weapon, you lost Randall Cobb, and I was going to pick Dallas. Um, I was going to actually have him select a corner. But I think Jefferson is just kind of too good to pass up. And I think for Dallas, it makes a lot of sense. He can play in the slot. He can play on the outside. Him, Gallup, and Amari Cooper with Zeke in the backfield. Dallas is going to be another team that has an explosive offense. They did lose Byron Jones, so I was looking at maybe McKinney um, to add into their secondary. But I think Justin Jefferson, he goes there. And I know Philly's been eyeing him, so you take him away from your division rival who needs a receiver. Jefferson is the pick here. At 18, the second pick in the first round for the Miami Dolphins. They acquired that from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They already got their quarterback. What else do they need? Yeah, and, you know, on my mock draft, I kind of have um, Grant Delpit here, the safety. I'm actually going to retract that. Just a small change. I'm going to have them drafting Josh Jones, the offensive tackle here, Lucas, because I think now um, out of Houston, because I think now that you have your quarterback you need to protect him. And now you have a guy on the left that can do that. Um, you need to protect your young quarterback in Justin Herbert. Miami's offensive line is atrocious. You can't throw him into the fire right away. They get a stalemate on the left side that can protect Herbert and help him have a successful year in his rookie year. So at 19 now, we have the second pick for the Las Vegas Raiders. They acquired this from the Chicago Bears. And they already picked up their wide receiver that they need. And another primary needed need that they want is a cornerback. They wanted Eli Apple in the in free agency, but didn't get him. So the next best thing, they got to draft one. Yeah, they have to draft a corner here, but I actually don't have them picking someone in the secondary. I have them picking out of Penn State, Gross Matos. And the reason why I do this is because they are so bad at getting to the quarterback and in that division – you're going to have to get after Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to get after, if it's Tua or if it's, if it's Herbert, you're going to have to get after one of those guys. Ever since they got rid of Khalil Mack, their pass rush has just not been elite. It hasn't even been good. So you need to start getting back there. And I think Matos can come in for John Gruden. He's a nice young kid. Um, he's got some leadership skills there. I think he'll fit in nice in Vegas. At 20, we have Jacksonville. Their second pick in the first round, they acquired that from the LA Rams. We all know who they traded for that pick. What do they need, Luca? I'm going to go offensive tackle now for the Rams. Um, they do need a quarterback. It looks like they're going to go with Gardner Minshew, but this is a roster where I could see them getting the number one pick next year. I don't think they're, they're that um, talented, to be honest. Sorry for all the Jacksonville fans, but – um, they just haven't been the same. And so you get a left tackle for a young QB. If it's Minshew, if it's Trevor Lawrence next year, you got to get someone to protect your quarterback. There are a lot of big boys in this draft that can go in the first round. I like Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. So that's where I'm going with this one. 21, the Philadelphia Eagles. And their primary needs was hugely sought after last year is a wide receiver, and you have them taking Denzel Mims. Why? 
Denzel Mims. This guy, I mean, he is going to be exciting. 6'3", 206 pounds. Carson Wentz is going to love him. He was throwing to former quarterbacks. You give him a guy like Mims. He doesn't run the most complete route tree, but if you give him a ball in 50-50, it's going to be something great to see. I think Denzel Mims sorry, is going to be great for Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. His catch radius is fantastic. His lateral quickness is a little bit of a worry, but we saw that with DK Metcalf and we saw how good of a year he had. He kind of reminds me of him coming out. I got Denzel Mims. At 22, we have the Minnesota Vikings, their first pick in the draft. They acquired this one from the Buffalo Bills and their primary needs, cornerback, wide receiver. But here you don't have them taking a wide receiver. Stephon Diggs left to the Bills, and Cousins, he really needs weapons, Luca. but why do you have them taking a cornerback? Well, I have them taking a cornerback because they lost Trey Waynes in the offseason. So Mike Hughes was their first-round pick a couple years ago, and Xavier Rhodes was cut. So now they need a corner to go on the opposite field of Hughes. I think Jeff Gladney will be a great fit in Mike Zimmer's defense. He's physical. He's tough. He's exactly the kind of guy that Mike Zimmer wants, and if you saw how good Rhodes was in his prime, this guy is six feet tall, so he can get after the tall receivers. And again, he's going to have to probably go up against Devontae Adams in that division, right? Kenny Galladay in that division, so and Allen Robinson. So this, these are going to be guys that they need to lock down if they want to get back to the playoffs. And this is a guy great in man-to-man coverage. I think they got to take Lee here to help that secondary. So next we have at 23, the New England Patriots. And Luca, I'm just going to let you off the hook. Who do they need to pick up? They lost a lot of guys on the defensive end and that number one ranked defense that they had last year. So what do they need? Well, for me, I think in New England, I think they need a linebacker. Um, I know the receiver is kind of a big question mark, but they took Nikhil Harry last year. Are they ready to really draft another first-round receiver? I highly doubt it. They're not going to take a running back. They're pretty good in that position. I think they're going to take Kenneth Murray um, from Oklahoma. And this is a guy who came in to – sorry, this is a guy who started on the Sooners' defense, and he really changed them. I mean, the Sooners were improved on the defensive side of the football this year. Obviously, they got blown out by Joe Burrow, but who didn't, right, this past year? So I think Bill Belichick, he's going to like him. He has a lot of range. His decision-making wasn't the best in college, but I think if you give him Bill Belichick to work with, that can be fixed very dramatically and very quickly I think he would do really good things in the NFL if he is in a Patriots locker room 24 the New Orleans Saints and one of their huge primary needs is at the linebacker position and you have them taking a linebacker in the first round I do and it's Patrick Queen of LSU just down the street in Louisiana he led that defense to a national championship why not? It's the perfect fit, and they need a linebacker. This guy was a leader on that side of the football. 6'1", 227 pounds. He's only 21. He's born in 1999. He's only a year older than us, Lucas. Wow. And this guy, he, he's going to be doing some great things for New Orleans. They're already stacked on the offensive side. Why not give him um, – why not pair him up, sorry, with Demario Davis? So now at 25, we have the Minnesota Vikings again, and this is their pick. And Luca, again, you have them taking a defensive player, not a wide receiver or another offensive player. Why is that? 
So the reason I don't have them taking a receiver is because I saw when Thielen went out this year, um, they relied on Diggs, and they were actually they're fine, right? It's not like they Diggs and Thielen are great one-two punch, but it's not like Diggs is gone and they're going to completely fall off. I mean, they still have Dalvin Cook. They still have Kyle Rudolph. I mean, and Adam Thielen, I think he's got one of the best hands in the National Football League. I got Zach Bond, and I know that this is a bit of a stretch, but this guy, he's so physical, and this is something that the Vikings kind of – they love physical edge rushers. You saw Daniel Hunter – Right, he is a beast on the outside. So he was physical for the Vikings. Now you add in Zach Braun out of Wisconsin. He, I know he's had you know some foot injuries um, when he was, you know, in college. But if you draft a guy like that, I think he's got a really high ceiling. And I think I know it's a bit of a reach here, but I think Zach he can do great things, especially under a guy like Mike Zimmer. So now at number 26, we have the Miami Dolphins for their third and final pick of the first round. And you have them taking another O-lineman, which I agree with. Yeah, well, I did have them taking the line, but since I took an O-lineman at 18, this is where I'll take Grant Delpit um, here. I think he has slid down the the ranks for the draft, and I have really no idea why. Um, I always go based off of production. Uh, that, that's what I think you have to look at the most. And the film speaks the most to me, not the combine numbers when you're going up against absolutely nobody. It's what he did in college. He was a great player on the LSU defense and he's an exciting player. I mean, just look at how exciting this secondary can be for Miami. You have Byron Jones, you have Xavier Howard. Now you add in a guy in the secondary like Del Pitt. You already got Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots. Your defense is looking solid. Let's go with Grant Delpit here. High ceiling player. I think he could be one of the best safeties in this draft, if not the best. So at 27, we have my Seattle Seahawks. And this is where I'm really surprised that you having them pick a defensive player. Or a, pardon me, an offensive, offensive player. player yeah. Where I think they, they're most needed is their defensive end. They don't know if they're going to sign Jordavian Clowney, who is probably one of the best edge rushers and pass rushers there is in the game. So I, I, I'm just confused on why you have them picking a offensive player. So my thing is this. if you, I know you brought up Detroit trading um, back. I think Seattle will be trading back in the first round if they don't get a guy they like, and that's just kind of what they do. Um, they've gotten steals in third round, second round, so you know, Wilson in a third, DK in the second or third. So I think now – since we're not doing trades in my mock, Austin Jackson, I think, will be the pick here. And the reason why, Lucas, is because you can't have too much protection for Russell Wilson. He is the second-best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes, and he is phenomenal. And plus, you know, why not give Wilson um, protection on the left when really – all of his career, I mean, up until the last couple of seasons, he was getting absolutely destroyed and had no O-line. So now you're going to bluster up that. I just think it makes sense to go with an O-lineman here. I don't think there's a lot of edge rusher I would pick. Maybe A.J. Epinesa. I don't really like him as a prospect in the first round. I'm not a big fan of him. Um, I think if Zach Bond was still there and the Vikings didn't pick him, that would be the guy, like you said, an edge rusher, a mean, nasty guy on the outside. But Austin Jackson, out of USC, I think he could go to Seattle and help Russell even more. At 28, we have the Baltimore Ravens. They had a great season, but 
They had a really disappointing postseason. What do they need to do or draft in the first round to maybe help them out? Well, I think a linebacker is a definite need for this team. Um, I think they could, but I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, you got the MVP. Why not give them even more help? And by that, I'm talking about T. Higgins, the guy at Clemson. I mean, in the air, 50-50 balls. He's great. I mean, you know how Lamar likes to throw to big guys because he's thrown to his tight ends. They lost Hayden Hurst in the offseason. But still, I mean, you have a guy on the outside like Higgins. Now you have Brown on the outside as well. I think that's going to be a great one-two punch, giving Lamar even more help. And this guy can block as well. We know they like to run the ball with Lamar and Mark Ingram. I think it's a good combination here. I think it's a good fit, T. Higgins, to Baltimore. At number 29, we have the Tennessee Titans who exploded last, last season. They came, got off to a rocky start, but they came back at the end of the year and made a big run in the playoffs. They did lose their top three corners in free agency. So again, like teams we've seen before in this draft, they got to look to the draft to, to re-bolster their corners, and you have them taking Kristen Fulton. Yeah, Fulton out of LSU again. He's great in man-to-man, something that Mike Rabel will like on his back end. I just think it makes a lot of sense here. I mean, why not um, add a guy like him to your defense who was very good? They surprised all of us to get into the AFC Championship game. If they can cover the receivers in their division, like T.Y. Hilton maybe, that you don't have to worry about DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Um, so why not go with Fulton? Just, you know, make your secondary even greater. I think he makes some sense here, and I think Rabel will have a lot of fun with this kid. At 30, we have Green, the Green Bay Packers. Who do you have them taking? So Green Bay was – I mean, I went back and forth on this a lot. But the biggest thing for me was to give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. And I might be reaching here, um, but, I mean, if – this is your guy. This is the guy you got to take. You can't worry about what other people are thinking. And Chenault Jr. is my pick for Green Bay. Tall guy, explosive. You might have to, you know, create plays for him in per se. You might have to um, drop a couple plays for him. But him um, on the opposite field of Devontae Adams, I think they can do great things um, there. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, why not give him a guy that can just go up and get it? I mean, is that so hard? I mean, he could put the ball wherever he wants. He's a risk taker. He just throws that thing deep. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's an exciting player. Um, why not pick him? So now on the second last pick of the first round, we have the Super Bowl runner-ups again, the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you have them taking? I got Trevon Diggs, Stefan Diggs' brother, actually. Did you know? I, I actually just found that out a couple of weeks ago. I didn't even know that. To be honest, did you know that or no? I didn't. I know. Well, yeah, I was uh, while I was researching. I'm like, I'm like, I saw the last name Diggs. I'm like, maybe they're brothers. And then as I'm scrolling down, it's like, there's his brother. I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, the, one's, was, a, one's yeah. a top receiver, and now one could be a top corner. So that yeah, exactly. And to be honest, if Diggs was still in Minnesota, I probably would have put um, instead of Gladney, maybe put Diggs there. You know, mm-hmm. maybe get some relationship for the locker room. But <laughs> nonetheless, I got digs there. They're going to have to find a replacement for Richard Sherman soon. Uh, he is getting older. Um, he's not what he once was, although he did have a pretty good season. But Diggs comes in. I don't know why he's been slipping off the boards. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing. Um, but I think he's a really good player. I think he could be a big player for San Francisco. Again, 
defensive side of the football. That's what they're known for. Pretty good on the offensive side. They can get a receiver in the later rounds. There's still some great um, pass catchers that they can target. But I think right now you get digs. This defense is going to be better than last year probably. And finally, we have the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think they need to make a lot of changes to their team. They're, they're still that powerhouse team, and they're going to be for many years down the road. But who do you still have them picking? Well, there's always room for improvement. And so the biggest area of need for Kansas City, I'm telling you right now, it's not received. They get another – four three receiver it's just it's not fair like you know what I mean they just it's not fair and so I think they're gonna go cornerback here they have a pretty good secondary right Tyron Matthew kind of runs the back end there um but I think you know if they can add maybe AJ Terrell from Clemson he got absolutely smoked against Chase um in the national championship I mean he just ran all over him but I mean with the right system around him, with the right players around him like Matthew, in a winning organization like Kansas City, why not take a guy who has pretty good upside? He played for Clemson. He was a starter on that team. For you to start for Clemson Tigers, I mean, or a big-name school, you got to have some talent. Like, mm-hmm. come on, right? So true. AJ Terrell, he's the guy I pick here. I'm not huge on him because of what I saw against LSU, but you can't really blame the guy for one game. But I think Kansas City will go corner here. Please, for the, the league's sake, don't go more weapons on offense. He just Mahomes doesn't need more, uh, but you never know what's going to happen at the NFL draft. So that wraps up Luca Moya's mock draft of the 2020 NFL draft. We're going to have to see Thursday night if he is right and uh, if he's very credible to see if these picks fall through. But we have some big news for you guys because you guys are going to get a double dosage of the Luca and Luca Show content because Friday we will be making our first YouTube video, a reaction to the 2020 NFL Draft. It's going to be huge, Luca. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll grade some of the teams. I don't know if anybody really wants to hear from me because my mock draft could be completely wrong, um, but I'm going to do my best here. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, actually. Um, I'm pumped for Thursday night. And I know a lot of people, um, their big thing here is fantasy. Oh my goodness, fantasy, right? Like, what players are going to be good for fantasy? I'll kind of answer that on Friday. I think that's when I'm going to be doing this. I don't know when it's going to be out, but I'll be... Um, reacting and giving some of my tips for Friday but I think uh, fantasy I know a lot of people are excited for that so I'll give you my insight on that it's going to be good the next chapter in the Luca and Luca show is moving forward so thank you guys everybody for tuning in and we'll be back sometime with a new episode thank you for tuning in for Luca I'm Lucas take it easy guys